Be a part of the Fredericton Freeze women's basketball team's $100 from 100 fundraising campaign. The Maritime Women's Basketball League team is seeking $100 from 100 businesses for their 2024 operating expenses. Email MWBA at outlook.com or fredertonfreeze.ca for details. Or do you want me right in here? Yeah, you're good right there, Coach. Uh, welcome to Late Scratches, uh, where we cover local sports of all sorts. I'm Bill Gibson with Brad Janes and the voice of the coach, Brad. Voice of the coach, Gardner McDougall. Thanks for joining us here at the Aiken University Center, your second home. Yeah, no question. Yeah, it's a, it's great to be here, fellas. And I like the late scratches. Every uh, coach that we talk to is like, I get it. I get it. It's a good one. Well, I, I remember in uh, – Manitoba Junior Hockey League, we'd have you know a depth roster, and I didn't realize at the time we had a our closest trip was five hours. Usually it was seven to eight hours every second weekend, three games, three nights, and we used to put a little video and a little cassette video at that time on the bus when we took off on the road again by Willie Nelson and the guys that play that, and then just before we get to the rink, two or three popular songs, and I, John Fogarty had this one song, and I listened to it, but I never really kept the words and then a couple of years later it was put me in coach, put me in coach. <laughs> so I'm ready the, to play so, so the guy that would made up the tape was one of those depth guys late scratch <laughs> took the warm-up but didn't always make the game oh, so in there i got the yeah. tap many a time coach on the shoulder yeah the one no. you didn't want so this is episode 13 for us brad crazy um, 13 episodes yeah a number that i wore a lot in, in youth sports just happened to be the number not a number i really look at pro sports and i see guys like uh you know, James Harden, A-Rod, that I don't really associate right. with at yeah. all. And number 13 jersey is the only thing, only number I have in common with Wilt Chamberlain. There you go. All right. I, I, I like was, that. I, like I had a trivia question. Two tickets to the first game of the Reds. Yes. Game-winning goal, Nationals last year, number 13 for the Reds. First guy that gets, what do you got, text into you? Text in, uh, well, email. E- email. 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 Yeah, Latescratches yeah. at Outlook.com. There you yeah. go. There yeah. you go. First guy, two tickets, uh, Friday night. Saint of X and UNB, January nice. the fifth, I believe. All right, and it good t- stuff. ties right in with number thirteen. Couldn't be better. It does good segue. Yes, yes. So here with Gardner McDougall, twenty-four seasons at UNB, fifth consecutive conference title last year, leading the pack again. Eight U Sports Championships, Memorial Cup, golds at World University Games. Uh, a 27 and one season. If we read the whole bio, we would take up the whole, the whole 70 minutes. So I think we'll stop there. F- over 500 approaching 600 career wins here with the Reds. Just amazing in all kinds of places we can go here with the conversation. I think it is amazing. And Coach, we go back gosh, a couple of decades now, I guess, and it, it, it just seems that every year it's a new leaf, it's new faces, but at the end of the day, there's new banners being put up here. What motivates you every day to come to the AUC and continue that dominance? Yeah, I mean, it's all about the people, and uh, we've been really fortunate and really privileged to have outstanding people uh, right from day one when we started here. And uh, I think you look at the motto that we have at, at UNB is to make a significant difference, and I think that's you have a, a role, or that's your role when you're you know, driving in from New Maryland every day. You, you think about how can I make a difference. Uh, obviously, the priority is your team, but we do a lot of camps for the kids and, and things like that, so it's, it's making a difference with people. And uh, I guess it would be called nowadays, 
nowadays they call the servant mentality, <laughs> I yeah. guess. Uh, but, you know, how can you serve your players and how, how do you try to make them better as people, first of all? And then and obviously, you know, the goal of our group is, is hockey at this particular point in their lives. So uh, make them better as people, make them better as hockey players. I'd be interested to know, so you land at UNB and you start recruiting and then all of a sudden the pipeline starts. Where, when did it click into you that something's going right here? Not, and not even like, say, the first championship, but that first uh, maybe key recruiting class when you said, you know what, I think we've got something here. Yeah, I mean, the AUS is so competitive. I don't know if you've ever – and we've had outstanding records, but I don't know if there's ever a, a okay – we got to go in here, you know, because I think you just have to. And there's and every year and every team put together. There's there's key turning points, whether it's in the recruiting process, uh, whether it's in you know the, the extensive fall training camp that we go through, or there's you know certain games when you know okay the group is getting it now and that type of thing. Uh, you know, a few years ago, I was fortunate enough to win you know a Coach of the Year award, and I said uh, I thank the players for uh, allowing our staff to coach because not all players let coaches coach and every coach has different characteristics that make them the coach they are and uh, but I also said I think uh, as coaches we let our players play you know and, and within the framework and I think there's in this day and age I mean things change somewhat I think in the hockey world uh, I think the the people are outstanding when I started away up at Frontier Collegiate in Cranberry Portage Manitoba uh, I was lucky to have outstanding group that just followed the lead and, and continued to get better and uh, be no different than our national championship squad last year. I mean, hockey players are, uh, you know, they want to, uh, you know, they want to get better. You know, that's why they play the game and it doesn't matter what level they, and they, they want to be competitive and they want to have a chance to be successful. Yeah, Brad, you've already stole two of my questions, no, so that's go. okay. Yeah. Uh, coach, you talked about recruiting. That's a big part of your sass. How hard is it, or is it hard, to sell players on UNB? It's competitive, yeah. And we're lucky. We have a lad by the name of Dylan Taylor, who was Mr. All-UPEI as a player and, and, and coach there and, uh, you know, still resides in PEI. And uh, fortunately, uh, he was, you know, we, we gave him a call out of the blue about, uh, you know, creating a position for us as a kind of recruiting director, um, that type of thing. And uh, he's been just outstanding you know you, we try to identify we have a lot of contacts I guess throughout the country and, and different people that help us out and now we even have alumni that you know have played in the program uh, I'm fortunate I have a, a good friend of mine that we started in the mid 80s uh, I was in Norway House Manitoba at that time he was coaching the Bantam team and uh, Norway House we're going to Leaf Rapids the home of Jeff Pettigrew a former UNB yes. alumni and the Bantam team and he asked me if I want the come along for the ride and the ride was five hours from Norway house and we were eight hours north of Winnipeg so wow. it's a long way north and uh, got some of the best names out there yeah. places I've never heard of and I yeah. thought I knew every place yeah part way through the first period uh, he said you take over <laughs> and so uh, he be you know he, uh, we spent four years at Frontier Collegiate he was my assistant coach and really my general manager did all the stuff that I didn't want to do uh, but he left there uh, went to Ontario and he's been in the OHS now for close to 30 years he was his last you know general manager uh, you know the head scout the general manager of the Kitchener Rangers now he's a senior consultant I guess he's retired but he still works so uh, he's been a you know a key advocate of ours in the Ontario Hockey League and I uh, have a good friend Brad McEwen 
that uh, now is with Vegas of the National Hockey League, but was with Hockey Canada, longtime GM in the Western Hockey League, and we coached a couple of years together in Saskatchewan Junior. So he's been a great source. But now we have lots of sources. You know, we have the Ben Shutrons. It's a full-time scout now uh, for the Montreal Canadiens, does the whole Western Hockey League. Bretton Stamler, you know, a pro scout for the Washington Capitals. So there's lots of alumni and lots of contacts. So they help us uh, identify potential prospects, and then it's uh, it's a process after that. But uh, we're fortunate that we get a number of uh, outstanding people that uh, chose to come here to UMB and play for the Reds. Is that the big thing? You can go to a game, any game, whether it's in Barrie, Regina, it doesn't matter, see a quality player. But uh, when you meet that person and family, is that more important to you in terms of character over skill? Yeah, I think that's part of the process is to get to, you know, get to know them and connect. You know, and it's not for everybody. Right. You know, it's uh, it's not easy. Uh, you know, the practices are, you know, they're tenacious and tough, but uh, you get better. And uh, we have an outstanding, I think, culture and the family approach. The guys are competitive, but they get along so well. And uh, it just seems to get better every year in that aspect. But, um, you know, part of the process, I think, the fact that uh, I've been a coach for, you know, well over 30 years, this has been my vocation and my profession. But, uh you know, I had a son that played five years in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League and uh, played, uh, you know, five years here at UNB and then, you know, some pro. But uh, I, my uh, guess, uh, it was outstanding when he played in the queue because you look at the, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, when I was on the reserve in Norway House, Manitoba, one thing I picked up after the two years, I had a saying, uh, never make a big decision until you put the magazines of another person on. And uh, it gave me a whole different perspective watching my son as a dad, not as a hockey coach. And, and probably even more so was my wife and seeing the perspective of the mums. Right, yeah, <laughs> true. The mums are attached. And, uh, but it has you know, to be a family affair, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. I know the commitment coaches have at this level, and you probably above and beyond. Uh, you have to have that. Uh, yeah, everything's good. good. Free wheel. Would you agree with that? Yeah, no, I mean, and it just gave me a whole different perspective when – you're talking to parents that I've gone through what you're going through now. You know, I know the perspective, and you're making you know a big choice at this time when they make their choice for university hockey. It's the, the probably the biggest choice of their life up to this point. You know, is where they're going to spend their next three, four, or five years. And uh, there's the hockey portion, there's also the education portion, and there's the growth portion of how much better you know as a, as people first, and then as players. And the opportunities at a UNB, I'm a UNB grad, where, where a UNB ring are, are many. There's, there's lots of education options here. Um, there's not too many programs that UNB doesn't offer. So maybe some of the medical professional stuff like that that's a little more specialized. But um, education is a big part of your program. You've had quite a number uh, of uh, academic All-Canadians um, you know, throughout the years. Um, where does that rank? Uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's student athlete, student is first. Uh, how, do you, how do you as a coach help your players balance that? Yeah, and I think the student athlete's a great term, and, and sometimes we switch it, and we're athlete students for the weekend or for the weekend, and you get in the second half into the playoffs and nationals, and the athletic part does take a, a bit more a priority. Yeah, this this week here is uh, certainly, as I said, capital uh, student, and uh, and again, I think when you talk about turning points, I I think it was maybe. 2003, 2004, and I was looking over the marks at Christmas time in my office and going through. And up to that point, I think our first year we had two academic all Canadians, and uh, I think the next year maybe three. And then that 
2004, I'm like, oh, gee, this guy's that and this guy. And I think we had six or eight at Christmas time. And all of a sudden I said, okay, this, the, you know, like it's kind of a neat, like, I mean, we've won a lot of championships and, and tremendous moments and stuff. But that was one of the neat moments in my office to see, okay, these guys are doing really well. And, uh, you know, during the COVID, obviously there was more. I think we had 20 academic All-Canadians or 21, which is outstanding. Uh, and even this year, I think there's 12, and Colton Kammer, unfortunately, we didn't know. He practiced the whole season with us, and uh, since he didn't play a game, uh, they didn't count him as an academic All-Canadian. Had I known that, we'd have put him in a game on the bench. <laughs> you know, so, you know, so I think uh, we've been over 10, I think, in a good stint, and that says something. And even, you know, for athletics and UMB, I think uh, we had our academic uh, All-Canadian breakfast this past week. There was 141 successful uh, students that had been that and over 50%, which is, I think, a really amazing feat when you think about, uh, you know, the, the time that these student athletes, but I really think it gives you the discipline, you know, like when you're in a, a varsity sport, you know, whether with a cross country in the track and field, I mean, a cross country team had their best fall ever here at UNB in the fall. Uh, Chris is doing an outstanding job with that team. And, uh, you know, when you see the success he's had, but then uh, the academic all Canadians from these teams, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's something to be said. And uh, again, it's uh, excellence, the, you know, the standards and the excellence in, in academics and athletics. You had, uh, we were talking prior to uh, Gibby setting everything up here, um, you know, you're following the basketball program, Aaron McAleenan in town, a new coach. So it's not, you're not insulated just in men's hockey. You share a corridor with a, a very good women's hockey program, basketball program, volleyball. You, uh, you take in sports. Do you have time to, to follow other Reds teams or do you just keep tabs on them? Yeah, just unfortunate with the schedule. There's hopefully sometime in February we get down and can watch the basketball because I think it's outstanding the facility that we have. I mean, that's the <laughs> the field of dreams and the basketball court, that facility. Even now, I'm not sure how old it is, but every time you walk in there to a game, it's exciting. And Seems Aaron's off to a great start there with their team. And uh, I've had a chance. I did a... Um, you know, a session for coaching uh, New Brunswick, and she attended it, so I got a chance to, you know, share questions and things like that. But I think she's off to, you know, she's she, she's enthusiastic and she connects, and it's great to see them off the, to a great start, uh, you know, for the team. And I think you look at that, you're always, you know, hoping that uh, UMB teams, I mean, uh, if we're on a road trip, we're checking out how the, all the teams make out and things like that. Uh, you know, they said the cross-country had a great, the, Sarah's done an outstanding job uh, with the women and, and on her sabbatical, obviously, with Kyle, who was our goaltending coach for many, many years. And, uh you know, last year as a full-time assistant with the women, and this year as a, as a head coach, uh, you know, it's always a proud moments to see how well he's doing with the group there. So I think any time you have success, uh, when I ended up taking the job here at UNB, um, and it's funny, on that weekend, it's it three different places to go, and uh, you have to make a decision, okay, with Fredericton, New Brunswick over Swift Current, Saskatchewan, I had already taken a job in Flin Flon or down in uh, Charlotte, uh, North Carolina, and uh, you decide to come to UNB, and one of them was my sister had played five years of field hockey here at UNB for Joyce Slip, who's a legendary coach. Absolutely, and, and friend uh, of the show. Yes, yeah, and uh, Joyce, uh, just 
the impact that she had on my sister Catherine's life, I just said, wow, I get a chance to be among legends if I come here and I'll just be able to pick up, you know, just tidbits, just hanging around these people, you know. And uh, I, when I did take the job, I ended up staying at Joyce and Dick's house. It was supposed to be for a week, and I think it was four or five weeks. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I paid the bill off yet, but uh, they're, uh, yeah, just uh, tremendous sports people and right. sportsmen and sportswoman. Uh, you know, obviously a Hall of Famer and uh, – and Dick is very astute as well and, you know, following sports. So they're, you know, avid fans of her team, and uh, they had their grandson in some of her hockey camps there. So it's, uh, yeah, really good to see. Oh, it's always a pleasure to talk to them too. Um, you touch on that with a coach making a difference. Have you made a difference, do you think, in a lot of people's lives as a coach outside of the banners that are hanging 55 feet from us? Yeah, yeah you, you hope, yeah, you know, certainly. And it, it, one of the neat things about this job, you hang around long enough, you know, and I always said, even when I came here, UMB had a great team. Yeah, you look at the Mike Johnson was here for five years, and I really, I think, did an outstanding job with the program. Uh, you know, back in the 80s, Donnie McAdam had an outstanding stint here, and, you know, a mentor from PEI. Doug McLean only got to be here one year, you know, and then he moved on. But the, the three or four years who before I came, I think Danny Grant, you know, NHL all-time, you know, uh, tremendous player and person. And uh, then... Uh, uh, Mike Kelly, what he did here, and, and get the first national championship. And pretty neat because he was a captain here and right. then to come back as a coach and, and win it all. And he set the bar for everybody, you know, that moved on. And then uh, Tommy Coolen had, uh, you know, the year before I came here, Tommy took that group right to the, the national silver medal. And uh, Cardiac Kids, I think they were called at that time. with was all that the, that game, Maple Leaf Gardens. <laughs> yeah, you know, so uh, anyways, uh, but these guys all, you know, it was Two years and, and another opportunity, or two years another opportunity, that type of thing. And uh, to make a program, you have to have continuity and, and with your staffing and things like that. And I've been lucky; I've had a lot of terrific, uh, you know, assistant coaches throughout the year. Now, you know, Rob Henniker's uh, associate, Todd Sparks, was my first associate coach, and uh, and now Rob, and, and and you know, as outstanding as Rob has been as a player, and he was the best in the country, yes. the best athlete in the country when he left here. He's even a better coach; like he's just you know brilliant uh, tactician and uh, just continues to get better so you know we have great people brad good uh, does an outstanding job uh, you know they have is more the penalty kill specialist for us and you know our penalty kills among the top in the country if not the top uh, for every year he's been here you know and uh, cam braze is a former player just joined our staff here in the fall and uh you know, face-offs was a big specialty of his as a player, and he's done a great job with our group here. You know, and Kyle, when he has the moment, the free moment with the goalies, I say he's sometimes maybe the most important coach because right. that's the most important position, whether you, you know, and uh, what he's done, you know, uh, every goalie he's had here, he's, he's got them to the American Hockey League, Kyle. You know, so he's an outstanding teacher and uh, really high standards and uh, just has a way about him of connecting with people. So we have, you know, super people, but I think when you look at the – Go back to your question, uh, you know, if, if you're building, you know, something that's special and uh, now, you know, you get a player from 10 years ago out of the blue, we'll give you a call and just thank you very much. And uh, sometimes uh, maybe they're more appreciative, especially the early year guys, uh, a few years after the fact. But, uh, no, it's, it's, it's super to, uh, you know, connect. Uh, with. Uh, we had an alumni reunion last year, our first big alumni reunion. We have uh, over 90 alumni, you know, players came from, you know, the 60s onward, and it was great to see how well a lot of them are doing. You know, we have a lot of players. Every member, I think the last three teams has gone on to play pro hockey, every, every graduate, uh, and I think we have over 30 players still playing pro 
you know. So I think, that, and that's their, you know, their their passion to you know play hockey. Uh, you know, you get the Phil Maies that has played the National Hockey League, our most recent National Hockey League. But uh, you get a lot of guys that are doing very well over in Europe. Uh, you know, the Jordan Murrays, a Dane Todd. When interesting, Dane Todd, he um, played five years. He had to sit out one year here. His third game that he played for us. He put his shoulder out against University of Maine in an exhibition game. He had had three previous shoulder surgeries with Medicine Hat with Willie Desjardins in the Western Hockey League. And I remember calling his dad and, and uh, you know, just to tell him, look, his shoulder's out, I'm not sure. And the dad was just, like, you know, really disappointed. And he had to sit that whole year out. We ended up winning. He was going to be our first-line center. And we ended up winning up in Thunder Bay in 2009. Uh, but, uh, you know, he'd played his... Going into his fifth year, he's an engineer grad as well and an academic all-Canadian in engineering. And uh, I remember saying uh, he'd sometimes show up a little bit late for practice and sometimes, uh, you know, we'd pop him up, throw him on D. Just we had the lines made up. And he was kind of an artist. didn't matter who you put him with up front. He could just find connect. And uh, I just saw him a couple of practices. I said, oh, my, like he's a one-man breakout, this guy. <laughs> and, you know, so I, I said... Uh, and when you go back to Red Deer in the summer here uh, and do your summer skates and your summer league, like, why don't you try D? And he kind of looked at me with this, uh, you know, here, I'm just getting through. I had all these shoulder surgeries. I'm getting an engineer degree done, and I'm going to graduate this year. Now the coach wants me to play go D. a new position. And uh, I said, let's try it for the exhibition. Our third exhibition game was with Port against Portland Pirates of the American Hockey League in Portland. And he was outstanding there. Little did I know the next year he'd be playing for Portland when we played them. <laughs> but uh, he, I, you know, we won the national championship in Saskatoon. And uh, I thought he was the MVP of the tournament. They, they didn't even give him an all-star, but I thought he just controlled the play. And, uh, and at the time, I said, listen, if you get this right, I think you can, you'll have a chance to play in the American Hockey League. And if you're in the American Hockey League, who knows? Mm -hmm. But I said, I guarantee you one thing. If you can get this down, you'll go to Europe. You'll play a long time. You'll make a lot of money. And uh, maybe one of the <laughs> how many <laughs> affirmations I go to players with this one worked out. He played one year in Portland. And then uh, Yuri Curry uh, ended up seeing him and, and took him uh, in Finland in the KHL. And he had a two-year contract there. I think he played three years there. He played Swedish Elite. played the DEL. And last year, I think it was his 13th or 14th, he played in the British League. And, uh, you know, he's got an engineering grad that life set up pretty good, but he just had passion for hockey, you know. And uh, I don't think he had any shoulder surgeries in pro. <laughs> so I think that <laughs> he finally point. got that done up. That's a great story. Yeah. And sometimes you just forget the names that have gone through here. The, I mean, you walk down the hall, uh, the corridor, out, out front in the lobby, uh, just names after names of, of quality players. And I guess that's a, a credit to you and your staff for, for loading them up. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's an interesting story. Uh, I was probably five years ago in, in Ontario uh, you know, visiting a potential player, and uh, the dad at the kitchen table looked uh, at our roster there, and he looked at the roster, and he said, oh, holy smokes, <laughs> you got a lot of good players here. And I said, yeah. Try not to recruit any bad ones. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's never a good thing to set out. Now we have a figure skater out on the ice here. That's always good to see. A noon hour skate. Noon hour skate, early yeah. riser here. That's right. Not a late scratch. An no, early one. Not, not, a, not a late scratch. Uh, so, Coach, you talked about your decision to come here. I have to imagine there have been opportunities and people knocking on your door with the success you've had to go other places. What makes you stay? Uh, I think, you know, obviously. We, 
as a family, it's been unbelievable. You know, you fall in love with the community, the community of Fredericton, just the people in the community. Like you can go through, uh, you know, so many different groups. You look at that sports investment group, what they do for our city and all the neat things. And I, I say that if there's one city in Canada that can fundraise in, 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 in terms of an emergency or to help out a family or a person, Aside from maybe my home province, BEI, they probably do it here in Fredericton better than anyone. But there's so many, we've met so many great friends. My wife just recently retired from the school district here and, uh, you know, was a physical education mentor and then a physical education teacher in New Maryland. And, uh, you know, and we both are, uh, you know, Taylor came through, uh, you know, ended up getting a business degree at UNB and then a law degree at UNB. And my daughter, Madison, uh, ended up finding three degrees here, a psychology degree, uh, the accelerated nursing degree, and then an education degree. Amazing. So it's been a big part of their lives. And uh, But uh, I think it's just that, that family atmosphere and uh, that un- unity, you know, like even on campus in the recruiting process, uh, you know, the business faculty, I can't say enough about, you know, the deans and the assistant deans and the people there that a number of our players, originally it was a lot of players were in arts and kinesiology, uh, more now, more into business, and they just seem to be, I think it can lead you so many other ways, but, you know, we've had people in engineering, obviously a number in kinesiology, and, you know, uh, I think I, you know, have met deans. I could probably go to any dean on campus and, and make a pitch for a player or help out, you know, and make an, and even the engineer, I can't say enough about them because, you know, there's a heavy workload, there's labs, and they're always willing to, it's almost like everyone has a servant mentality here, like uh, let's serve our athletes. You know, I don't think that's always the fact that at other places, uh, you know, I th- you know, the university can have a lot of fixed mindsets. And here, I think there's more of a growth mindset. How can we make this work for the student? And, uh, you know, so you, I think it's just that unity. And, uh, you know, we had a national championship pitcher. Uh, I think we had 54 people in the pitcher. You know, and at that time, there was myself and Rob Henniker as, you know, full-time. And Joe Glenn, our longtime, uh, you know, athletic therapist. Joe were the only people paid. And everyone else maybe a small stipend or a volunteer. You know, so people want to be part of success. And... You know, I think of a guy like Ron Clark, uh, you know, is uh, retired and he's been with us now close to 10 years and I'll start with a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> you want to join us on a trip and uh, he's made such a difference. Our medical staff, uh, you know, we had a, a real special night here a couple of weeks ago right. uh, honoring Joe. You see the, the additional up banner up yep, with Mark awesome. Jeffrey and, yeah. and I think that says it itself there signifies the impact that Joe had on our program. We miss him dearly, uh, you know, had to have a full-time therapist with us all the time. And, uh, you know, and just the people, uh, you know, uh, Matt Cochran and Tyson Stewart, uh, you know, they've been, I think, 14 and 13 years each. They're just coming and helping out. And then Ryan uh, Sweeney has joined them the last, I think, eight years or nine years. So we have at every part of the program, you know, the medical, I say it's the best in the country. You know, and uh, we had terrific sports psychologists. We had uh, David Scott for many years right. with us. And then and in 2004, he thought he had this young uh, aspiring guy that he said, I think you should give this guy an opportunity. And this kind of skinny guy kind of comes in. And uh, I remember, uh, and David had given me the full, you know, resume on him and be patient. And uh, so this lad come in, we talked, and I said, okay, go to her. And, I remember listening kind of in the doors, first talked to our whole group, and 
three minutes in, there's an F-bomb. I said, okay, he's going to fit in with the hockey. <laughs> Anyways, that's Ryan Hamilton. He it's could be the, okay. uh, yeah, he may be the best in the world right yeah. now in the hockey world. Yeah, incredible. Uh, yeah. Homegrown. Yeah. Uh, just, oh, yeah. Yeah, just amazing resume. Yeah, no, and uh, the impact he had and, you know, the success of our, you know, building our program up. And uh, we don't get him often now, but when we do, he certainly makes an impact. But, you know, he's the busiest <laughs> professor on the UMB campus, that's in for demand, sure. In demand, that's for sure. Yeah, but even a guy, Luke Medill, uh, yeah. now is – with, uh, you know, we get him sometimes from the Zoom. He's a former player, and now uh, he took over uh, Ryan's role with Hockey Canada, so did the under-17, under-18, and now he does the World Juniors, and he's he works at St. Andrews College up in Toronto, their prestigious uh, prep school. So, uh, But, it, yeah, th- these people are all difference makers, and we're lucky that at one time or another they're part of the program. You talk about Mark Jeffrey, and, of course, Mark's banners here, retired number 17. So when I was a kid, Mark would come to St. John and work hockey school. I was in hockey school and just in awe of him. Just his uh, uh, the way he handled us as, as youngsters. You know, I wasn't that much uh, younger than Mark. But uh, then I see it here with you as well in terms of the kids coming into your programs. You're out with the kids. You might be at Anaganish on a Saturday night, and you're on the ice with them on Sunday type thing, you and your staff. Is that where the connection is made too with with those kids, those under eights, the under twelves? They these players are uh, uh, idols to them, and then they get to be on the same ice with them. Tell me how big a part that plays in uh, in what you do in the community. I think you know a university athlete. The community is an extension of what you should be. We should be giving back to the community and. Uh, you know, we've been fortunate that uh, through the years, I, I remember <laughs> my first year, uh, we started 2-5-1, and one, and uh, the loss number four and loss number five were at home, and a doubleheader went 0-2, and I think we're down 5 nothing at the end of two periods to Dahousie. We came, clawed back and lost 5-4, so I dropped both home games, and I'm kind of like, holy smokes, what is going on? And... Uh, uh, a gentleman by the name of Roger Shannon had said, listen, um, we take some young kids out to Stanley on Sunday mornings. You want to bring your boy along? And I think Taylor was about 10 years old at that time. And uh, Jake Allen, uh, Kurt, you know, he would come along. So uh, little be known that one time out to Stanley on a Sunday morning, I think, what the heck am I going? Where am I going? And actually it was, I, you know, it was a two-hour prior, 8 to 10, and I just had a lot of fun. And it kind of just changed my mentality a little bit. And uh, we, ended, I think, went on about an eight or nine game winning streak there. But I uh, made a, you know, a tremendous connection with, you know, Fredericton people. Roger was a long time, uh, you know, general manager. The role we had him here at UMB and what he did for our program was outstanding. And we got, you know, together. Eric Phillips would be Zach's, uh, you know, father. Uh, Kurt Allen, uh, Dr. Barnhill, uh, you know, Peter Trainer's dad, all these, you know, had young players at that. And we decided then to, you know, start running. That year we continued to go out to Stanley on Sundays. And I said, why? And nothing, Stanley was great. I mean, cold rink. I was I, just going to say, not exactly a warm uh, barn. Yeah, I was brought up in a cold rink yes. in Bedeck PEI. But, you know, it was an hour trip out. We'd have the two hours and we'd have a great breakfast there. And then I come back, and my son was an Adam. We'd have a at the old Coliseum. We'd have a two o'clock practice. <laughs> and it was a full full Sunday. And we decided that with our sports excellence, and we've been doing that for 23 years. And you're part of it anytime. You know, parents, you want to help your kid out. And so uh, all of us were parents at that time, helping their kids out. But you know, when Taylor moved on to you know Bantam and and Midget and, and Junior, I I just kind of enjoyed doing it. And it's I guess my chance to give back to the community a little bit. I 
probably not in the Lions Club or the Rotary Club and things like that. So, uh, but I, I, we still enjoy it, and uh, you know, it's great to make a you know a difference in those kids. Uh, you know, I think it's the first thing we talked about our team this year when we brought them together after winning a national championship, and and be the first thing I would say to any minor hockey coach there uh, in hockey and any youth coach. The number one thing is love. And, uh, you know, your job is, you know, you know 98% of coaches are volunteers, but once you're selected to, to partake in coaching and make a difference with those kids, then I think your job is to make a difference and uh, why not have the best year of their lives? You know, whether you're coaching an eight-year-old basketball team, a hockey team, okay, how can you make an impact? And, again, I guess it's that servant mentality. How can I help these kids become, first of all, I think better people, just the habits they learn. They're going to be people a lot longer than they're going to be athletes. But right now, whatever, you know, and in our case, it's the hockey, you know. So we've been outstanding, uh, you know, to, to try to help out our, you know, our players through the years. Uh, it's been changed a little bit, you know, of late and things like that. But they enjoy you know, connecting with the community as well. And I think, uh, you know, we've had players, you know, the Cam Critchlows that we had, the, the young, the Oliver Coopers, the Matt Murphys, uh, we had them in Sunday mornings and they became Reds here and won national championships representing UNB. So it's, I think it's really neat. Uh, even in my stint in St. John with uh, the Sea Dogs, uh, you know, the really only knew, I think, two players on the team when I came. You know, Peter Reynolds has been in our camps, and then Josh Lawrence would be probably the only six-year member of, of our, yeah. you know, and his dad was an advocate. He had come on the ice with me all those years, and uh, and Josh came through the program. And, uh, you know, in the, in the clinching game, not always by design, just the way sometimes things work out, but the empty net goal was uh, Josh Lawrence chipping off the boards, Peter uh, Reynolds picking it up and putting it in, two Freddie boys, uh, you know, the clincher at a Memorial Cup. Uh, it doesn't get any better than that. Wow. So Josh's dad would have been my locker partner in high school for one year. <laughs> oh, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> That's the interesting connection. Would uh, he have still the intensity at that age that he does now? Oh, oh yeah, he was, he was pretty intense. I, he was, you know, um, I was a basketball guy, and he was a hockey guy, and yeah. we, used to, we used to get each other for yeah. a bit there. But, yeah, that's yeah, great. Um, amazing back then. You mentioned community, and you mentioned this earlier, the FSI, the FSI auction. You were there um, last week? was just this week uh, on campus, or this weekend on campus. I amazingly got invited from the amazing workplace that I have. Is uh, We talked about it here in the podcast last week. and went into the office next morning, and my boss says, hey, I've got extra tickets for the FSI auction. Do you want to go Saturday? And I was like, sure. Um, so over the five million mark now, uh, as of this number. year, over 40 years, big number. Uh, women's basketball team was there on hand, and Kylie Speedy helped me out. They were running a few things there, and uh, yeah, helped so. me help me with some drink tickets and other things <laughs> like that. That's good to hear. Uh, yeah. So that was good, uh, and great to see them out. I uh, just wanted to tie that back into the community talk that uh, that we've got going on here, um, as you know, as uh, part of Coach McDougal. And uh, Brad, I don't think we've actually told people we're actually at the Aiken Center. Yes, we are up in the old Coulter room. You've, you've been talking yeah. about people people skating. Skating, yeah, just should, in case they thought it would get really where, cold where we and are. we're at a pond somewhere. <laughs> uh, Coach, I, I was at that Memorial Cup clinching game, and I remember when the whisper started. The Sea Dogs were eliminated early that year. They're prohibitive Memorial Cup champions, and and uh, had a call from a good friend in St. John's. Said, "I'm hearing Gardner McDougal's name." 
from the Sea Dogs. And I said, doesn't surprise me in the least. If anybody is going to come in and turn a program around in a short period of time, it'd be him. And then, boom, uh, you were announced. Tell me a, a little bit about that, how it changed mindset-wise from the university with men to some kids, uh, you know, in, in their teens with the Sea Dogs, and then you win a, a national major junior championship Memorial Cup. Incredible. Yeah, just uh, unbelievable experience. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of the word that uh, was scintillating, but it wasn't that. But That's I a just, good word. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but just uh, uh, the whole process. Uh, there's a lad wants to put a book out 39 days. I don't know if he's going to call it May or June. Anyways, uh, but just uh, the whole scenario, and, and you know, it was long, but it was fast. Right. You know, and you didn't have that much time. And even, and full credit to Trevor. Um, it's a gutsy decision, uh, lots of initiative, and I, I, I'm sure Scott and him and their management <laughs> dwelled different things. And, and I, I've never met Gordy, uh, you know, he's a resident of PEI now, but he did a great, like, terrific job with the group uh, during the regular season. And uh, the, the one thing that sometimes happens, they had such a great second half, but it was a little, I, I don't know, the word maybe diluted, the Atlantic Conference at that time. There was teams that were in their, like, a young stage of their development and because you weren't playing as Quebec as much you're playing those teams a lot you know so sometimes when you have a winning streak you can and it's just human nature that okay hey we're you know and uh, sometimes you got to have a few of these winning streaks like okay here's how we can prolong winning streaks you know and then here's if it does end here's what we have to do to prepare for another winning streak you know so it was unfortunate I think it was a combination you know, well coached Ramuski team. I think there was uh, flu bug, coat, whatever that type of stuff. A few other, you know, prime players. Anyways, nonetheless, sometimes that's the way it worked. And uh, you know, phone call was on a Saturday morning uh, from Trevor, and you know, said they're going to make. Did some it come sh- up on unknown number or anything? Or did <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I uh, I think probably ten days or whatever earlier. I just said, listen, would you ever be interested in being a consultant? And uh, I, I, you know, I don't know what a consultant is, but uh, you know, we've been fortunate to have some experience at national championships. Memorial Cup is the granddaddy of them all, you know, and uh, I think it's the biggest amateur tournament in the world, you know, and the prestige and just when you think about the significance, the history of it, and and, and just why it is a Memorial Cup, you know, and, uh, but I hadn't heard back, so I thought, okay, and then being out of the the blue, and uh, my son, who works now as a a National Hockey League uh, player agent, but, you know, obviously has a lot of prospects in in major junior hockey, and uh, he has connection with a lot of these people, you know, that type of stuff, so I think, you know, he'd probably been talking to Trevor somewhat, whatever. Anyways, uh, uh, in the morning, you know, a call comes, and uh, I said, okay, you know, I have to, you know, first of all, check with my wife, and... uh, and then the people at UNB and just even people like Rob Henniker and that weekend he was away at a, a camp that they didn't have any cell access, you know, and just people in the hockey world because, you know, we recruit from every major junior team, you know, and if you're kind of, okay, just joining one team now, just make sure that, you know, the UNB factor can still be okay. When I talk to Jim Holton and PEI or talk to a guy and, you know, and uh, Quebec Ramparts or whatever that day, hey, it's still UNB, right. you know, that type yeah. of stuff. So right. it was great pinch hit it was that time of year baseball time of year so it was a tremendous and I remember uh, I said listen you know can you give me a day or so and I know time is of the essence they had sent their lads home for uh, five days I believe and they were bringing them back on a Sunday so this was a Saturday morning when they called and I said listen can I get back to you tomorrow and uh, they said we prefer tonight (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, and that's sometimes in big decisions. But I, I, I think you have to sleep on that. And I remember waking up the next morning and uh, I get a, you know, we had two dogs at that time. I run them every morning, and that was a big thing with my wife because she was teaching still at that time. I was like, who's going to take care of the dogs here? That's <laughs> important. Know? Yeah. So, uh, but I remember, you know, sending Trevor a note. I said, it's a great day to be a St. John Sea dog. You know, the text so who, whose moccasins did you put on that morning? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is true. That's yeah. a good there. So you walk into that dressing room, and I know that, spending 10 years in that dressing room with the coach's office and walking into the main room. Tell me what it was like the first time those young players were looking, saying, here's our new coach for the stretch run. Was it skepticism you were met with? Uh, fear? Unknown? Uh, how, how did that feel, walking in and saying, okay, guys, time to get to work? Yeah, I think the, I've got the word back, accelerating. Accelerating. I think okay. it's a cousin of scintillating. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's a good but, one. But uh, they were meeting uh, that night, like the Sunday night. So when I let them know on the Sunday morning, um, uh, you know, my first impression, like, you know, I think any time you take over in the business world, if you take over a new company or a new position, I think you have one chance to make a first impression. And I think that has to be scintillating. Yeah, I think there's you want to make an impact right there. So I had, lucky I've been, you know, we had coached the University Cup All-Stars, so I've made a number of first-time appearances. Like, you know, we were out in uh, Victoria, and then we were up in Oakville, uh, you know, doing that. Then last year, you know, in Moncton, and we've been over to the University Games over in Europe for those, you know, and you make an, an impact on, uh, you know, a group of All-Stars. You know, and and the same thing. I think every year, even with my team, I have one first meeting. They only have one chance to make an impact, and I think you have to make an impact. Whether even we've been Rob and I've been here, you know, a number of years now, but it's still that that first meeting is significant to me. You have to make an impact. You have to. Here's where we're going to go, and uh, you know, we're lucky we've had good video guys that have, uh, you know, and we have lots of resource material to put a nice video together now. But um, so they had a meeting that night, uh, you know, and uh, I think it was originally six o'clock or something. And I just said, listen, find a spot. I don't want to meet at the rink. I want to meet at a, a new spot, and they, they said, "What about the Delta?" And we have a great relationship here with the Delta. I said, "That'd be outstanding." Get you know, and I'll need a, you know, to do a PowerPoint presentation. So I, you know, had done a PowerPoint presentation up to make an impact. No one knew, it hadn't been announced. No one knew. I guess there was rumors out. Uh, you know, it was kind of you know with with, uh, with Trevor's announcement with Gord, and then he announced kind of officially to the players during that meeting so I was kind of stuck in the back corner and made my appearance but I think you have to make an impact and that's one way to make an impact uh, you know if they release that a day ahead there's an impact but it's not an impact right. they know who's there they didn't know curiosity you know is, is a powerful element in learning and in teaching you know so we had some of that curiosity edge and uh, as one guy afterwards uh, said I think it was our captain uh, Vinny uh, and you know the French media were interviewing him, and he said, "Well, the uh, and he had broken English. He, he, he brought his rings down, brought the rings down. I think there was a ring for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You yeah. know, so but that's making an impact. Right. I mean, that makes an impact as a hockey player. You know, so you put that PowerPoint. Then we did actually go back to the to the dressing room at the at the, you know the arena, and uh, you know we did a team builder there that night, and then the next day you know you're ready for practice. You know, so it was yeah a really special group. I. I I can't say enough about the players and, and just the people in St. John. Like I, you know, when you have your first press conference and 
you know, a uh, former Islander. I hadn't se- uh, seen him for a while. Kevin was at the, you know, as uh, the Kevin official, Barrett. Uh, Kevin Barrett, the official yeah. reporter. So we hadn't connected for a bit, but he was one of the first guys when I got the job yeah. here at UNB. And, you know, he wasn't in uh, the mafia here at the Gleaner <laughs> with uh, Billy and uh, Bruce and uh, Dave Ritchie at that time. But uh, all those guys are just tremendous, you know, ambassadors. I can't say enough about all those guys, what they've done for sport mm. in this area. Oh, Kevin Which is, is why we started this late scratches because yeah. of that void. Yeah, no uh, question. That, that they filled admirably. Yeah. yeah, well, I told Bill Hunt he should get on this. He's been <laughs> on a couple of times. Yeah, he's one of our most popular guys. It is three times. The, the ratings approval whenever Huntsy's on, coach, oh. uh, seems to go up. So yeah, yeah he's still oh, yeah. carrying a big stick. Oh, in he's town. a legend, you know. <laughs> so uh, no, it's uh, so you know, Kevin. But I remember at the first press conference, I, like I. This is my chance. I've lived in New Brunswick at that time. It probably was 22 years. Or, and I said, it's my you know, kind of duty as a New Brunswick resident. If you get the call, you want to try to be successful in it. And I said, you know, first of all, for the for the Sea Dogs organization and, you know, Mr. McCain and then uh, the city of St. John. But also, the, you know, the province of New Brunswick. Like, uh, very rarely, you know, we're never do we get a chance to be number one. And I, even with our New Brunswick team, even though a lot of our players aren't from New Brunswick, when they come here, they become, you know, and we have pride of New Brunswick on our jerseys and uh, it's in our dressing room. And uh, you become, a, you know, a resident of Fredericton and uh, a student of U- University of New Brunswick, but you're a person from New Brunswick, you know, and it makes an impact. A, a lot of them like it so much, they hang around. And thankfully, Rob Henniker met a McTavish girl. or connection and and hung around you know so but that was my you know okay I have to you know to serve these people and do the best job possible we can for the group and uh, the players yeah they just give them so much credit and uh, you know I had a fitness guy Terry uh, from St. John Mm -hmm. there yeah what he did was phenomenal you know a combination fitness workout on ice workout or on ice and the fitness but uh, you know the the group bought in uh, 110 percent and they had to you know I mean we you know we're the only team there that went to the tournament that hadn't won you know and we're you know and it was yeah just an amazing amazing 39 days 39 days I do like that title yeah it's a good one um, we've got lots of time left, but why don't we switch gears a little bit, do our quick little rundown sure. here of all the local action. Coach, I know you'll know a lot of these things we're talking about, so feel free to jump in. Uh, we usually do a quick rundown of all the local sports and a little quick page of notes here to run through on that. Uh, so NBPEI, major U18, we still haven't got that name, <laughs> that league renamed to something that's a little easier to say <laughs> than that. Uh, the Caps, the uh, Sunday, December 10th at Charlottetown, uh, Senior Hockey League. December 9th, Grand Lake at game time. So that's St. Stephen, uh, I believe. St. John at Tri-County, Tri-County Complex uh, on the Saturday night, 8 o'clock. So there's a good 8 o'clock for out in the junction. Good option yeah, for yeah, Saturday night hockey in the junction. The Wings, Brad, they were home for two, which they won, and then lost uh, the third on the road on the weekend. Uh, home to Campbellton on the 9th. That's the toy drive game. Uh, and as- at West Kent on Sunday. Thoughts on their wings? Yeah, just uh, obviously uh, see them. They're, they they caught a nice little roll, uh, an interesting goaltending uh, trade yeah, uh, last week, that. sending Maverick Welk and uh, and getting Shemrook in, who played very well, thirty eight save shutout, I think, in his debut. So I think the wings are starting to separate a little bit from uh, Camelton and in uh, Grand Falls and trying to solidify that playoffs box. I do think they need a playoff run this year. No, I think that's in in 
Rogers' plan. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, There's yeah, some yeah, names being thrown around, so it's going to be yeah, interesting yeah. come trade deadline because that's creeping up. January 10th, I believe it is. The rosters have to be solidified. So it's uh, a, it yeah. was a fun day oh, when you were yeah. in junior hockey. Yeah, absolutely. It was, uh, Just don't oh, answer so the phone. Bunk in. <laughs> You're answering the phone a lot. Bunk in for the day. I remember those yeah. days, and that's one of the things when I came here, you miss from the right. junior days of yep. the acquisitions at Christmas time. And Could you imagine trade trading deadline? from UNB to, I don't know, Acadia? Yeah. Hey, Bernsey, I'm sending you uh, so-and-so. Yeah, that'd be yeah, quite something. But we wish yeah. them all the luck. Absolutely. It's a it's fantastic fun arena. They yeah. do a great job there, and the players play hard. It's great to see that winning streak. Uh, you know, yeah. th- th- they went on there, and we we see a few of them here when uh, you know our uh, numbers are depleted. Right. Uh, you know, I thank uh, Kevin and Kyle for uh, allowing you know some of their players to come over here. I think it's a double win. It gets them a chance to get Seems a real like good some. practice in with you know top uh, caliber players, and uh, fills a position for us on the on the roster as well for a practice love it yeah over to university hockey i think Stu was the only team that played out of the locals here last week the Stu women one six three at mount a go into the break third with 23 points one back of x um amazing first half that they've had yeah absolutely and uh remember the preseason forgot <laughs> i'm not even gonna say procrastinators former journalist yeah stumbling yeah. <laughs> here but yeah they're uh picked to finish uh you know close to the basement and uh, peter murphy squad just said nope yeah. that's not going to happen so so good on him so he must have had some uh, motivational tactics at the start of the year but they're actually um you know producing on the ice in the w column too yeah they back january 2nd on the road at mount a home january 5th so won't have many updates from there in a while uh, unb women 13 and 3 atop the conference on the road January 6th and 7th at SMU, at Mount A, uh, January 10th at Moncton, back home January 12th for St. Thomas. So that's a big game to circle on the calendar there uh, that Friday the 12th. Uh, UNB men's hockey, is it a jinx if we say the record? <laughs> what what, what record? Right <laughs> yeah, okay, we, we won't say the record. We'll say first place plus 70 goals differential, 14 points up on Moncton, home January 5th and 6th versus X and Dow. Oh, yeah, no, it's... Uh, Terrific first half for the lads. Crazy. Yeah, I know, really. Yeah, and a great finish, too. I mean, it's we had the teddy bear toss down <laughs> in St. of X, and uh, uh, one of the goals, obviously, was <laughs> you want to support that event. Right. But after the game, we hope. But uh, we got, uh, I don't know, 56 minutes in, and then uh, yeah, had a really good game going. But the last three wasn't the best, but, hey, we made it close. Okay. Yeah, but, uh, no, a gr- big finish at Dallas as well. So uh, now uh, become students here, but... Uh, a lot of players have had, you know, career best first halves, which is the only way you have the success we we did. You know, starting from both goaltenders been terrific, and the D unit, uh, an interesting one of our, our uh, Sam McGinley's a first year defenseman, played his first four games, and it was very impressive. And then he his shoulders out, so he missed the first half, but he'll be back in January. So, and then uh, forwards, we've had some guys that. You know, uh, played through some injuries, so now they'll get a little break. Hopefully, break. Again, can get healed yeah. up. But uh, yeah, real good group there. Yeah, and starting with those two big home games, uh, fifth and sixth, uh, no exhibition games in between? We're hoping December 30th, yeah, okay. uh, with Concordia, Stingers. It'll be, yeah, they were ranked, uh, well, we played them in Nationals last year, and it was a one-goal game. Mm-hmm. It was probably our toughest of the three games we played and uh, have pretty well their whole team back. Uh, they And uh, they've been, uh, I think they're ranked fourth or fifth in the country at one point. You know, it looks like lots of parity in the OUA this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah and... Uh, I don't know if you guys have brought it up, but uh, you know uh, the AUS traditionally been the number one conference in the country, yeah. 
and to see only one team in the top ten rankings. I know the, uh, the yeah. Dave Kilfoyles <laughs> and uh, Eric Drummies and the uh, Hallahans and the Hunts would be scratching their heads, and right. uh, I don't know, it's called ELO or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I said the only yeah. ELO I remember, I think there used to be a rock Electric band. Electric Light when, Orchestra, yeah, Jeff yeah, Lynn, I used to have some right. favorite uh, songs. That you had their them. vinyl records <laughs> yeah. in? Yeah, that, that'll swing back, that, I yeah. think, in the second half. Yeah, well, I think it's a parody. I don't know how they yeah, do it, but yeah. like our one thing about the AUS this year, like everybody's knocking everybody off. Lucky right. we're the outlier right now, but uh, you you know you look at there's a lot of parody and there's not much you know it's uh, separation that you know there's three teams very close uh, behind us and then there's another pack of three or three right. teams I think you know so it's uh, great for fans, tough for coaches, but uh, that's what the AUS is all about. Yeah. Coach, I don't want to interrupt, but there's a guy out here skating lines. Starting up the goal line, he's gone blue <laughs> just, line back, yeah. <laughs> red line back, and now far blue line. There's you might want to go down and tap him on the shoulder, see if he's got any eligibility left. He's thinking about coming to our practice <laughs> tomorrow. He's <laughs> yeah. out doing lines. That's amazing. I have to see. There's a guy there doing lines. I had to look to see what you meant. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, he's going. He's going the full 200. <laughs> he's going the full 200. Yeah, there wow. you go. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Put the brakes on. There we go. Sorry to interrupt, but that just uh, caught that's my great. eye. Good yeah. cardio workout. Yeah, so, uh, did finally find some reference for high school hockey. Thanks okay. to Mr. Hunt, he provided me with a website. So, in the boys AAA West, FHS first at six and two, Leo Hayes second at two and three, OHS sits in fourth at one and two. So. Major differential in <laughs> games played. Really, really, really weird. Uh, this week, OHS at FHS, Wednesday the 6th at the LBR, 7 o'clock. Uh, girls AAA West, FHS 1st at 4-0. and Leo A 2nd, 3-2. and OHS 3rd at 1-1. One and one. Uh, Okul St. Anne, 0-5. Nice in that. Leo Hayes basketball too. Varsity girls winning the Colonel Gray on the island oh, uh, on the big, weekend. So big tournament to win. You're oh, farther down my, my notes. notes. Yeah, I, I didn't see okay. any reflections off okay. anything. Of course, I have to interrupt here because I do have to go on, and I just want to. And Billy will finish up here, Coach. Um, but I want to thank you for always getting together with you and, and sharing a laugh. Whether I meet you in the lobby of the Delta or on the recruiting trail or whatever, it's always a pleasure to to see you and just catch up. Yeah, no, it's uh, double wins. All right, good stuff. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. And Coach will power through here the rest of this, yeah. and then we'll we'll do the short snappers as we always do, and and uh, and wrap up. Thanks, Brad. Take care, Jane Z. I will. Um, so, yeah, the girls' hockey this week, FHS at Leo Hayes, Thursday the 7th at Willie O'Ree, uh, Cole St. Anne OHS, Thursday, uh, December 7th at 7, uh, Leo Hayes OHS, Saturday the 9th, uh, Stu Women Volleyball didn't play, Stu Men Volleyball didn't play, they're, they're off, uh, same with the UNB Men's and Women's Volleyball, uh, and the Men's and Women's Basketball UNB as well, Stu Basketball did play this past weekend, I was there, Stu Men now 7-1, and one, sitting in 2nd. Um, in the conference, uh, big weekend coming up uh, out of the break. Uh, I think it's the 12th that they play uh, at Crandall and then back home against first place uh, Mount St. Vincent. Uh, so big weekend there. The Stu women snapped a five-game losing streak, uh, beat Holland College Saturday, then lost to UKC on Sunday, sit at 2-6. and six. Um, Again, those same two games. High school hoops, as Brad just said. Uh, Leo Hayes won over FHS at home last week on the girls' side. Girls at Leo Hayes won the Colonel Gray. Uh, JV boys from Leo Hayes, FHS, uh, the Cole St. Anne uh, senior team, and the FHS girls, as well as Frederick and Christian, were all in the Maritime Invitational Tournament this weekend. Uh, none made it to the semis in terms of what I saw. Uh, this week, a pretty busy schedule. Um, 
Leo Hayes AAA girls at OHS on Thursday, the 7th at 8. Um, Leo Hayes at FHS boys tonight. So by the time this is posted, the game has already been played and most people hear this. Uh, the 5th as well, so we won't talk about that one. That is uh, FHS at OHS. Uh, and AAA girls go to the Moncton Hoop Classic for FHS uh, this weekend. So a lot, that's our quick rundown. And usually with the university going on, we, we spend a little bit more on time on that uh, coach, uh, but we are approaching sort of our, our hour mark here. So we've got usually a session that we end with uh, short snappers and Brad usually has a bunch of these, but uh, without Brad here, uh, you're left with me and my short snapper questions. Um, so would you rather your team um, uh, win a poorly executed game or lose a game where the execution was spot on? Always take the win. Always take the win. Okay, always take the win. Uh, attitude or talent? Combination. But, right. yeah, you want to have a, certainly an attitude, but you can build that. Uh, your number one tip for younger players? Love the game. Wow, you are, you are good at these short snappers. Uh, holidays are fast approaching. What is the most memorable gift you received as a kid? Wow, it would be, I think every year you get a priceless gift, but um, I think my dad brought a, a Cooper hockey stick. Uh, I probably was nine or ten years old, and at uh, that time you used to use Sherwoods, and this Cooper was like $8, which was most sticks were 2 or $3 at that time, and uh, I know uh, you had to be selective in, in the money spending with the four in the family, and only my dad worked, so... Uh, and I remember all excited about this, and I went out on the outdoor rink, and it broke that day. So oh. it's exciting and then heart-wrenching all in the same day. Yeah, but, uh, I, yeah. Uh, I remember a couple times where things I got for Christmas broke fairly shortly thereafter, and you didn't want to <laughs> yeah. go back and say, uh-oh, <laughs> yeah, look, look what happened here. Yeah, um, that's right. You kind of tucked that away a little bit, maybe wait a few more days before you, before you let folks know, uh, you know what happened. Um, again, staying on the holiday theme, what do the holidays look like for you? Yeah, yeah a chance with family, you know, and uh, my wife's parent, or mom is, is back in Manitoba, and uh, my mom is in PEI, so we'll try to get over there, but um, quite often we just, uh, we're in New Maryland, and uh, yeah. you know, our son and daughter both come, and we have a granddaughter now, so that's uh, the apple of the eye for my wife and for myself, and uh, so that's a real special, uh, special day, you know, that's for sure. And what's the best part of the holiday meal for you? Yeah, uh, I, I'd say uh, potatoes, uh, some type of meat, cranberry sauce, and engulfed in lots of gravy. There you go. P potatoes was the answer I expected from yeah. a guy from Badak. Yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, that was the answer I expected. Yeah. Uh, Coach, we're approaching the hour. We can keep talking if you want, um, whatever you, whatever you want to do here. The one question that I've sort of been saving, though, back to the to the UMB program, and, and uh, I don't know whether you get a lot of guys like me who are UMB grads. You've got us so used to this team being good and so used to winning. We see it as an aberration when the team doesn't win, maybe a little bit of complacency setting in. What do you say to a guy like me who's maybe feeling a little complacent about the program? Yeah, you know, and <clears throat> I think that comes, you know, with uh, the success we've had is uh, sometimes, excuse me for a moment, <clears throat> yeah, I may take it for granted. And uh, I think that's one thing, even our players, uh, their approach this year, 
you know, in winning a national championship this year, and, and just I thought they had an outstanding summer of fitness. Uh, you know, Ken Morrison and, and Andrew Pierce uh, really do a great job of that for us, and, and full credit to the players. They came back, and uh, they were you know wanting to be a special group here at UNB, and uh, you know they've had an outstanding group. But I think part of that is what they've put you know the work they've put on you know our practices have been you know as 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 i say as fast as competitive as we've ever had them and uh i think you just have that pride and and sometimes you can take it for granted okay but uh you know for last year uh that was our first national championship for a lot of those players and 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 families you know so it's exciting they come to unb uh, i think there's a neat uh stat out there since 1997 Every four-year graduate of our program has been participating in at least one national championship since '97, and then since 2007, every graduate has won at least one national championship. And uh, it was uh, even the ones that won last year. They were there was a bit of relief. They didn't want to be the group that <laughs> let that down, you know. So they were equal excited, but also okay, we can join the UMB honor list now, you know. But uh, you know, we're lucky. We you know we have such great support in the city. The fans, like the first half, we had a great uh, fan support. Uh, uh, Nikki Z, as I call him, is our marketing guy and does a great job. And there's just a lot of special nights, you know, yeah. the, the Joe Glenn night that we had. You know, we have a lot of uh, alumni that we honor, different things. Uh, like the teddy bear toss, we set another record, uh, you know, over 2,100 teddy bears uh, to needy, you know, families in the area that be distributed by the Salvation Army. So there's, I think he does a great job of different themes every night, uh, you know, and uh, people, you know, I said, uh, you know, we're not in, the, in our province, very rarely are we said, you're the best in the country at this. You know, we have the McCains, we have the Irvings that are prominent business people, but when you think about and even when I was in St. John, the, the Moncton Midget team won the, right. the Canadian Championship. I thought that was significant. Like, you know, when you think about all the midget teams in the country and Moncton's the best, you know, and that's, we kind of use that in St. John, why can't we? You know, and, uh, and the same thing, I remember one of my presidents, John McLaughlin, and, uh, you know, I think he sent something out to all alumni, and uh, you, know, ath- you know, everyone. And uh, I said, why, why can't we? You know, UNB. You know, it's a smaller university by the standards across the country. But why can't we punch above our weight? And why can't we be a national contender in different things? And I kind of use that. Why not? You know. And I think that was 2003, 2004, 2004, 2005. And uh, that's been an inspiration. Why not? You know. And uh, it gives just people when you see, you know, when we successful winning, and we bring the trophy back here. We have skates and to see the you know the eyes and the excitement of the kids and their parents and their grandparents it's special to be number one and it's not easy you know and uh to, to have that impact on the community i think is you know one of the like I say it's making a significant difference and excellence is is part of that process it is and i i sometimes you know i i catch myself when i do have some of that complacency uh setting in because you you, you look at at the success and when when the losing is the aberration it's it's sometimes hard to like hey cheer for the underdog because i've always been an underdog type of guy uh but you have to cheer for excellence as well and, and excellence and and very proud of the university and institution and the degree that i have from here as well uh, you know certainly when it gets to that point i'm always behind the team um it's just uh, you know when i'm choosing i don't always choose to come here when i have that have that option 
because there are some games on the schedule that I think, well, that's UMB is just going to you know, win that one and you know, not, not uh, going to go see that. So I'm, I'm more choosy, I guess I'll say, as, selective. As, to the, as selective as to the games that, that I, uh, I do get to, get to here. And it, it's, uh, it's amazing hockey. And one thing we do on the, on the podcast website is, you know, we have our, our picks of the week of the games to go see. And we've had multiple UMB games on there since we started doing that, uh, you know, a, a few, uh, a few weeks ago. And, and absolutely, I would say, folks, get out and support uh, this team. There's something special going on here this year, as there are many years. Uh, it's high-quality hockey. It's fast hockey. Uh, and if you haven't sort of got the energy from Gardner in this conversation, I know I'm uh, more energetic than when I walked in the room here this morning just, uh, uh, just chatting with Gardner. Uh, any final thoughts, Coach? Anything you want to put out there uh, to the sporting community in Fredericton and beyond? No, I mean it's it's a special time of year, and uh, when it's neat to when you're uh, reading off you know the high school games and uh, and I think Fredericton you know there's I know there's big Christmas basketball tournaments or there used to be I remember yeah, reading about them and, and Kevin Daly when he was you know he's a, a UNB hockey alumni there and done an outstanding job and everything he coaches and everything he touches, uh, but even uh, you know when we started with Raj and, and Kurt Allen there they were starting up Leo Hayes my second year here kind of and we had a big impact at that time. Uh, you know, we, we started diff- running different camps here, and, and based on that, and, and you know, would uh, run camps for the Leo Hayes players. But it's great to see that program, and I know FHS has you know been a, a dominant force. Uh, you know, I think the two games our, our pastor Chris Bennett actually does the the play-by-play for Leo Hayes, so he always keeps me updated. And uh, a lot of those players would have come to camps here at UNB when they were younger. So I I, I always try to to try to make one high school game during the holidays here because it's yeah you go to the LBR. And you got high school hockey. Yeah, it's, it's a, it, yeah, do, yeah. Do you miss going to the LBR to play the other university on campus here? Yeah, no question. It was. It was. I don't want to over, overuse the word special, but it was, and uh, especially early in, yeah. in my you know because I, I think turning points. You know, one of them was uh, you know in two thousand three. Um, St. Thomas had finished first in the league, and, and we had a bit of a, a losing streak after Christmas. I think we came in fifth or sixth in St. Mary's and us, and St. Mary's, Steiny had a really good team. I remember we played a best out of three here. We won the first, and we went down to Halifax to their old St. Mary's arena at that time and ended up winning that series. We had to play St. Thomas then in the semifinals, and, and the first game was at the LBR, and we were successful in that one. We came back here, and it was a full house here at the Aiken Center, 3,700, and uh, we had a one-goal lead to late in the, late in the third, and I remember uh, maybe Kyle McAllister that tied it up, and then they beat us in overtime. And then it was a big game Sunday. It was the final at the LBR, and I remember – you know, I took the guys to the hilltop for stakes on Saturday night. <laughs> you know, hey, we got a you know a game that we probably should have won the second game, but uh, we were a bit of the underdog at that time, and we went down to the LBR, and I still remember you know Mike Sim scoring the winning goal for us. I think we started early and uh, ended up winning that game, but uh, you know at six o'clock the LBR was full. You know, uh, the pregame warm-up at 6.20, uh, you know, you have the St. Thomas fans on one side, the, the UMB fans, and it was exhilarating <laughs> to go out, you know, to play that game. And, I, you know, at that time, I think we played one another maybe five times. We got be- Both teams got better and as long as you didn't have too many guys injured in those games, especially at the LBR. But uh, it was really, you know, you're at the top of your game. You had to be, you know, and uh, – it didn't have to do so much coaching, just so much pride in the line because the guys would see one another, 
you know, whether it's later that night, if it's a weekend game and, and guys are out Saturday night or, you know, some guys, you know, with the classes, some guys would take yeah. classes at UNB from St. Thomas, things like that. So it was always pride. And I always used to say, listen, you have your head up when you meet them, you know, and there's only one way to do that and to be successful. That's, that's yeah. exactly right. And yeah. that's that's exactly the uh, 97 when I graduated from UNB. So that's exactly the times that I remember um, being, you know, the LBR and, and here at the Aiken Center and uh, the team's fighting and the team's really close. And, and uh, it was really, really easy as a student at UNB that time to, to get behind the program because, as you say, it was, it was the fight and, and it was, uh, you know, those types of, uh, types of battles and, and uh, absolutely amazing part of the student experience when, when Stu and UNB would get together back in, back in my days. Loved those games and, and uh, loved the games here now. Uh, so, yeah, we're just about at our usual time limit, so we'll wrap up there. And thanks to, to Brad, who had to take off early for a meeting here, and uh, for Gardner McDougall of UNB. Um, we're going to try to talk about recruiting next week here on Late Scratches, if we can line up a couple guests for that. Uh, Brad's working on those. Uh, but until then, thanks, Coach, and uh, thanks for those along uh, listening at home. Yes, yeah, and thank the both of you. And, and Merry Christmas to all uh, sporting fans out there, in particular the hockey ones. All the best. Yes, Merry Christmas to everyone as well. Guys, do a great job. Late Scratches is the podcast that sports fans are talking about in the greater Fredericton area. Stories, features, and special guests are filling the gap for what's happening in your favorite sport around the region. If you want to advertise in this medium, now's your chance. You can sponsor a show or have a 15-second commercial on Late Scratches. No stop for Fredericton and your sports stories. Email Late Scratches Saturday? Yeah. Oh, yeah.